everybody. Welcome to a kind of different episode of the Game Luster podcast. We have decided at the site to kind of start a whole new show. Uh, it's going to be spearheaded by me, your host, Robert, and I'm joined here by Mike. Hello. And Austin. What's up? And uh, we're calling the show Project Rusty. And the whole idea of this is that it's just weird stuff about the games industry that we're just like, man, that's just wacky and dumb and why is it happening? And we'll just banter on it for about 30 minutes and, you know, see see where the wind takes us. See where Rusty decides to take us. Um, and, you know, these are all just going to be things kind of related to the gaming industry. And I think one of the best things to come out of this past week, guys, is that <laughs> that change.org petition that has over 160,000 signatures demanding that Ultra Instinct Shaggy is in Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I just just the thought of that, like 160,000 people actually signed a petition for him to be in Mortal Kombat. I, I just have to ask. I, one day I went on my phone and just looked up memes, as I usually do. I mean, what else would you do with your phone? Nothing and exactly. I see shaggy memes all over the place. Mm. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Well, but it's hilarious. Let, let me recount to you a history of the Shaggy memes. We've, we've got actually a new story about that up on GameLuster.com if you want to check it out. Uh, but it, it started like a year or two ago where there's like this scene in a recent Scooby-Doo movie. And by recent, I mean 2011, where Shaggy gets hypnotized and through hypnosis beats up a bunch of bikers in a bar, like single-handedly. <laughs> okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and um, in Dragon Ball Super, toward the end of it, Goku learns how to use Ultra Instinct, which is like super-duper, ultra-powerful Super Saiyan that doesn't change his hair color. And there's there was a string of memes where people would take these these videos of characters doing cool fight scenes and put the Ultra Instinct music to it, but when someone did it of Shaggy, that one stuck, and it snowballed into this, like, Shaggy is the ultimate creature in all of any fiction. He is Ultra Instinct Shaggy. He only uses 1% of his power because his mere mortals would die if he used any more of it walking on his <laughs> earth. That kind of stuff. And it's fluctuated here and there. It's been on and off, but now it might be back to stay for another couple weeks. Who knows? But it might be one of my favorite things on the internet. So, why do they pick Mortal Kombat 11 out of all the games? Is it because that, um, you know, the developers have some sort of connection with um, Warner Brothers? And I think that's who owns Scooby-Doo, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I could see that uh, that being a reason. Like, in terms of gameplay, I feel like Shaggy would fit best in Smash, personally. (laughs) <laughs> but the concept of like an uber ripped shaggy like <laughs> peeling skin off people in Mortal Kombat sounds amazing unleashing Scooby on him he <laughs> yeah. he infuses but, some of his power inside of Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo just rips somebody's face off oh, that's good. his fatality right there yeah exactly <laughs> I mean cause yeah NetherRealm they've got a pretty sick deal with Warner Brothers I mean cause they also make the Injustice games which I believe are tied to Warner Brothers as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think Warner Brothers owns DC, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, 
I mean, like, think about it. They've they've had uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles join Injustice too. Like, in Mortal Kombat and Nether Realm stuff. They're not afraid of weird crossovers. You know, I think we need a video of somebody beating the shit out of people online with a customized Shaggy on oh. Soul Calibur. Oh my god. That would be oh, perfect, wouldn't that, it? That would be so good. <laughs> oh but man, that would be awesome. I don't know if you guys are too familiar with Soul Calibur, but like what weapon style do you think he would use? Yeah, that that's that's where my Soul Calibur ends. Cause uh is there someone who just uses their fists? Because I feel like they all use weapons, right? No. So there's this guy in the new game called Aswell that like conjures up these weird weapons, like like it's all magic, and I feel like it's just something that Shaggy would do. Just mm. use his power to make weapons and like <laughs> be absolutely insane. Because this guy's moveset is really weird. Yeah, it makes sense for him to create mental constructs. I don't know, man. The the history of Shaggy memes have been pretty good. Like, there was one that just is tying it back to Dragon Ball Super, but there was this guy who made a bunch of text to speech YouTube videos uh, describing the power scaling in Dragon Ball Super, but like, it's all very wrong. And um, <laughs> he, and I'm not saying that as like a fanboy, it's just like clearly a joke. And he pulls in all these characters, creates new forms for existing characters, and I think it essentially boils down to Shaggy Blanco is the strongest fighter in all of Dragon Ball Super. Huh. Yeah. This is a little more shaggy lore for you. He's really powerful and he's a good he's a good boy who likes his Scooby Snacks. Shaggy Blanco, that's Shaggy Blanco. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh and you know, it's it's I'm I'm not sure if we've reached critical mass yet. Like, because the ramp to critical mass was, and I'm sure you guys have probably seen it if you've been like scouring Reddit, but the meme lords of Reddit have found the uh, the inner the cast interviews of like the Scooby Doo one and two movies, and they just take screenshots of it and then add new text <laughs> to it, as if you know they're saying stuff that's completely different. Like, there's one here with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. who plays Fred. And the text says, Shaggy once told me that Zoinks is a word from an ancient language that existed before time and that it means God is dead, I killed him. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so y- you mentioned Dragon Ball. Actually, I just found this online. For some reason, Shaggy is on the Ultra Dragon Ball wiki. And the first paragraph says... <laughs> Norville Rogers was commonly referred to as Shaggy, or sorry, also commonly referred to as Shaggy, was the previous Grand Priest before he started solving mysteries with a speaking dog. <laughs> He's also a martial artist master. He's the master's son, Gohan. Yeah, that checks out. This oh, is wow. ridiculous. <laughs> and that's the that's the next art for Dragon Ball Super. Oh, Shaggy yeah. appears. Yeah, speaking of that, y'all, if you haven't seen Broly and you've if you enjoy Dragon Ball once in your life, go see Broly, man. It's just a quick side note. Oh yeah, I'm going to see it a second time. It is that good. Oh, it's so like, good. It's amazing. Um but yeah, I guess to cap off the Shaggy discussion here, I I don't know if what I'm about to tell you is the meme reaching critical mass or just the next step in the greatness that is Shaggy Rogers. But the guy who plays Shaggy in the live action um, 
Scooby-Doo movies, Matthew Lillard. Uh, someone, someone tweeted a couple of the memes at him. It was just like, hey, what's your take? And at one point, he tweeted back and was like, this is wrong. That's, that's all he said. And then 12 hours later, he tweeted out the link to our badass Shaggy, which is a subreddit full of all these Shaggy memes. And he's <laughs> like, I never want this to go away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's embraced the meme. Now his posts are like, zoinks, family. It's time to get swole and <laughs> shit. It's so good. When we have kids, daddy, tell me the story of Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, why am I named Shaggy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, I also man. know Piranha Plant came out. Actually, like at the moment we're recording, it came out like maybe an hour or two ago, right, Austin? Um, probably less than that. Honestly. Yeah, Oof. it's like breaking news. Yeah. And we're talking about um, Shaggy instead. That's that's our lives. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, Piranha Plant and Smash is equally ridiculous, but um, didn't have too much time, but I got to play with him a little bit in training mode, and he's got a really unique moveset. I'm, I'm actually really impressed with what they did with him, and um, <laughs> I could just imagine that literally everybody online is playing Piranha Plant right now. Eight man so, Piranha Smash. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. <laughs> Going to a team battle and it's just four piranha plants. That'd be absolutely insane. <laughs> so he's got some pretty cool moves. His um down special has probably the greatest reach of any attack in the game. Uh and you can angle it. And I'm trying to think because I didn't have too much time, but um He's a very technical feeling character. He has uh-huh. good recovery, though, it seemed like. Even though I believe he's, like, heavyweight, which is interesting because he's a freaking plant. Yeah, I kind of um, expected him to be a light, like a fast boy. Yeah, he's not not exactly the fastest, but he's, hmm. he's really freaking cool. And I just love how ridiculous it is. I, I do have to applaud Nintendo for the uh, uniqueness that they're bringing... You know, with these kinds of characters, because who in the hell in the right mind is going to expect Piranha Plant? <laughs> yeah, and it, they kind of pulled a double whammy too, right? Because when they announced Piranha Plant, I feel like that busted the gates of like, oh man, they could pull like any weird thing. Like, is Cheap Cheap next? Is you know a Goomba <laughs> next? And then they break another set of doors and are like, actually, it's Joker from Persona Five. You know, the series that's never been on a Nintendo console. <laughs> that's coming next it's like god man wow but no i, I do want to test out piranha plan i feel like if anything i'd want to main him for the the joke of it for <laughs> the the sheer concept of like oh this bowser he's big turtle with spiky spiky shell well he can't beat a plant <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just love the joke characters like uh i mean none of them are jokes but the goofy characters like Wario. I just. It's so fun to like crawl around like a creep with Wario. <laughs> yeah. And like. I've got these weird taunts I can do with him because you can't do it online. You can't do taunts. So you have to make up your own. Mm. And. Um, my brother loves playing Mr. Game and Watch, who is probably the most random character in the game. And he just like. The new animations for him are 
are outrageous. He holds down the down special and like he's holding this bucket out and he looks so desperate when he kills somebody. It's funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I do think it's funny too that they've turned. I mean, because like almost every character kind of feels viable, you know. Like even the characters who were jokes in the past, like Sonic, actually feels like he, he's an iota a little better than he was in a uh, brawl. I think, or was that four? Um, brawl. I want to say. Yeah, it depends. But yeah. it's Sonic. So. Yeah. Sonic will always be Sonic. He still has no smash potential, but he's he's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, hmm. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask, like, if you had to, if you had to rate Piranha Plant scale of one to ten with, with your very minimal time with him. Uh, uh, in terms of power, or how much you like um, him? How much you like playing as him? Oh. Ah, oh, jeez, that's really hard to say. I mean, at least a seven, because mm-hmm. he's he's got a very cool move set. He has stuff that I like. He's able to zone, and I kind of like zoners. So, um, but it's more technical than like you know, Wolf's Blaster or Samus. You really have to angle them. Um. He has this like poison spit ability that (laughs) does taunt. Yeah, it is really gross. Uh. (laughs) He like puffs it out or something. I don't know. He's vaping some weird shit. Um, (laughs) You like charge it up and it does a whole bunch of damage if you can land it. I think that can be a dangerous ability to use. um, Like it sets yourself up to be vulnerable, but it does a lot of damage. So I'm kind of excited to see how that works out. Mm. yeah no i mean i'm excited to try him out after we're done recording here uh but i kind of want to turn us to our last topic we wanted to cover today mike if you want to take the helm on that yes we are going to be talking about the kingdom hearts timeline oh man strap in so i was about to say boys and girls put on your seat belts it's gonna be one wild ride oh yeah (laughs) So, see, I, I don't think we can't we can't go through all of it. That's just, I mean we can, but it. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Are we gonna start with Sora, or are we gonna go crazy and start with the Master of Masters? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so I, I think the fun of this part of the fun of this right now is that Austin, how much do you know about Kingdom Hearts? Nothing. <laughs> never played I know that, <laughs> n- I've never played it um I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts there's just I haven't really made an effort to I am completely oblivious to all of it really all right King- Kingdom Hearts is the one franchise that I somehow simultaneously really hate and I love it so much it exists in that weird place for me. Yeah, to me, it's in that gray area. I don't, I don't know if I want to love it or if I want to hate it. I, I, much like Riku, who's half light and half dark, I am half love and half hate for this <laughs> this series. So, I mean, a lot of people know it as like, oh man, you get to play Weeaboo anime characters and go through Disney worlds. Like, yay, right? You get to meet Mickey. 
Uh, so spoiler alert, none of the Disney worlds matter. They really don't for like the majority of the overall story. What? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All, all of it is just like, oh no, the, the movie isn't happening how it's supposed to because the Heartless are stopping it. Sora, can you kill the Heartless so the movie can happen like it's supposed to? And you're like, yes. And then you do it. Hmm. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah, that pretty much sums up all the Disney worlds. Yeah. I mean, if we want to sum up Kingdom Hearts in like, in, in, as reductive as possible, everyone's Zehanort, who's the bad guy, and also everyone is Sora, who's the main good guy. Like, that's basically what Kingdom Hearts <laughs> kind of is. Um, yeah, you got 13 Zehanorts running around. You got like four Soras. There's a few Rikus. Yeah. All right. So let, let's kind of yeah. Let's explain how that works. So okay. Yeah. In, yeah. In the universe of Kingdom Hearts, the the person's heart isn't like the literal the muscle. It's more like the soul, but not quite the soul. It's like your soul's ability to feel feelings. That's the heart. Just go with uh, it. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> when when a person loses all of their feelings, when they lose their heart to darkness they create a heartless which is just like a little black blob creature thing that lives in the shadows and then their body their husk of their former selves turns into something called a nobody i'm serious and if the <laughs> if for some reason that person has strong will even after they've lost all their feelings they become like a nobody that keeps their their personality kind of and there are 13 of those guys, and they make up kind of the main villains for a little while in Kingdom Hearts And they are known as the Organization 13. How do you even... I, I just have to think what the <laughs> elevator pitch of this game was. I think the elevator pitch was, hey, what if Disney and Final Fantasy were combined in a world? Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Just like one game of that. And then they found out it was really popular, and then after that, they were like, well, we need to come up with really convoluted reasons to keep making games like this, because they sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Thus, all mm. of these. Like, there, there are 11 games, I think, because the three different wikis say there are three different number of games, because that's how complicated the franchise is. <laughs> and if you I miss mean, one of those games, what? your ass is confused. Yeah. You can either... <laughs> It's either Kingdom Hearts or it's not, right? I, a, a big part of it is from the mobile game, right? So the uh, mobile game is... I think it might be the most recent games to come out before Kingdom Hearts 3. And essentially the release timeline is Kingdom Hearts 1, that came out first. And then Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is the story between Kingdom Hearts 1 and then Kingdom Hearts 2, which comes out next. And after Kingdom Hearts 2, they release a game called Coded, which tells a story like kind of at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. And then they tell Birth by Sleep, which is like, we're going back to like 10 years ago, 10 years before the first game. This is the beginning of everything. And they jump back to the present with, nope, they jump, jump into the middle of the games by going with 358 over two days. And then they jump to the present with Dream Drop Distance, and they jump to the mobile games, which are like, actually, let's go back a hundred years ago. <laughs> this is the real beginning of everything. <laughs> what is three five eight over two days? Like, does anybody know what that means? No. Um, I know oh the my. three five two. Um, 
Shit, I'm trying. This is how crazy it is. I can't even explain it. Yeah, if you're like, um, what you're, okay. you're a huge fan of the series, and not even you can explain it. So, damn. All right, so let me see if because the thing is, to it is easy to explain, but your understanding of that explanation is predicated on you know these like twenty other minute details that are background information, <laughs> and uh. that's that's why like the three fifty two refers to the main character of the game and it's like follows 352 days of his life or something like that yeah i don't know like look if i had to if i had to give you a visual metaphor of what the kingdom hearts plot is like imagine like an inverted human pyramid and the person (laughs) the person on the bottom is the concept of disney would be fun in video games everything else on top of it is just like shakily standing there barely holding on barely keeping it together (laughs) ready to crumble <laughs> at a moment's notice <laughs> oh. <laughs> so let's see kingdom hearts one there are three main characters sora riku and kairi they're all original characters to kingdom hearts basically sora is the good guy riku eventually becomes a good guy but first he's like let me give it get a taste of that darkness fam and kairi has no personality but she's the love interest and she's completely useless basically kind of and in the third game i mean kind of you know i mean they're building her up to where like she could be cool but it's still like i have no hope for her but (laughs) um so riku goes into the darkness Kyrie loses her heart sora gets lost he finds donald and goofy as in yeah donald duck and goofy goof (laughs) father to max goof (laughs) and they travel through the disney worlds kill a bunch of heartless and then they find they find they find Kyrie, and then Riku finds them and Riku's like oh I'm super dark now but also Sora that key blade is mine and he takes the key blade but then Sora's like no it's not and then Sora gets the key blade back and, and then Riku <laughs> is mad and he, he gets another fake evil key blade and, and he gets possessed by a guy named Ansem who's one of the big bad guys and Sora beats Riku, who's possessed by Ansem, so he beats Ansem, kind of. And then he finds out that to save Kairi, he needs to free his own heart. So he commits Sudoku with Riku's <laughs> Keyblade so he can free his heart. And as I explained earlier, that makes him become a heartless. But Riku, but Kairi is now, like, her heart's back in her body. And then Kairi just kind of wishes Sora was back, so Sora comes back and his heartless disappears. It, legit that's kind of it for that and then uh, and then Riku and Mickey have to close a door to darkness and Reed Chain starts yeah Doesn't, yeah uh, Goofy die in one of them he dies for like a little bit and then he's like JK <laughs> my head's really strong cause I'm <laughs> stupid and I hit my head a lot uh, okay. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. Uh, oh man. Okay. So, chain of memories. Uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy end up at this place called Castle Oblivion, and it's basically like a second hideout for the the really bad evil organization thirteen. And they they like while he's going through the dungeon, they rewrite his memories to try and like manipulate him, and then he kill like literally kills all of them in cold blood, like they're dead, <laughs> except for one. His name is Axel. Got it memorized. That's what he says all the time. He's like, my name is Axel. Got it memorized. It's, what? it's really edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that like, it sounds so uh, angry and mean. Like, does he say that to everybody? Just when he meets them, he he's more sassy, cool, lone wolf kind of guy. Oh know? yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, he would have a cigarette if uh, Kingdom Hearts was rated M for mature. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's supposed to be the really cool, edgy kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Sora kills all of them except Axel. So he kills like half the organization. And then the person who's manipulating his memories at the end is like, oh, I'll fix your memories. Just like go to sleep for a year. So he goes to sleep for a year. I love to do that. Same. (laughs) And then meanwhile, 358 over 2 is happening at the same time as Chain of Memories. Mike, do you want to retell that game real quick? Yeah, basically you learn the story between behind Axel and you find out that when Sora became a heartless, it also generated a nobody named Roxas. And Roxas becomes a part of Organization 13 and 352 over 8 is the story of Roxas basically after he's born from Sora becoming a nobody. And then they throw in a character named Shion, which just makes shit even more confusing. Yeah, I, I actually, I want to take a crack at explaining who Shion is. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So, all right, so let me wind back one more step. So the person who was <laughs> who was messing with the memories of Sora, her name is Namine. She's also a nobody, but she's the only nobody without an X in her name. Every other nobody has an X in her name except her for whatever stupid reason. And she was, and like when I was a casual fan of Kingdom Hearts, I was like, oh yeah, that's Kyrie's nobody because Kyrie lost her heart. So clearly she had to create a nobody. Listen here, you little shit. What Namine is, is when Sora frees his heart, he spawns Roxas, who takes Sora's body without a heart and lives on its own. Yet somehow Sora still has his body. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, but when, yeah, he, yeah. when he freed his heart, he also freed Kyrie's heart. So the act of freeing Kyrie's heart from his body created another nobody. But because that nobody couldn't take Kyrie's heart or body, Kyrie's body, it became this weird thing that is kind of Sora's body, but still Kyrie's not heart. And that's Namine. So. <laughs> I know you were saying <laughs> that Disney worlds play no role in this. And now I see why, because you haven't even mentioned them. Yeah. There's like nothing to them. So basically that, that's why Namine can control Sora's memory. Cause she's like kind of Sora, but not, which doesn't make sense. Cause Roxas should be able to do the same thing, but he can't. So whatever. Shion is another copy of Sora created by the organization based on the memories that Namine stole from Sora. Yep, that's it. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so that's that's uh four Soras running around right now. Yeah, and the longer she exists, the more of Sora's memories she takes. Yeah. So he is like Which leads to the end of 352 by 8. Where Roxas oh. kills her in cold blood. Well, yes. it's kind of sad, to, actually. In order to save Sora, Roxas has to kill Shion and free the memories for Sora to be able to regain. Yeah. Damn. And uh, 
so after after Shion dies in his arms, I mean, it's legitimately a sad moment. It's just hard to feel sad right now because, like, to explain the story, you can't have feelings. You just have to explain it. Basically. And, <laughs> so he takes her keyblade. He takes his key. Oh, they can both use keyblades because they're copies of, of Sora. Um, so he takes both the keyblades, and now he's like a dual-wielding keyblade master. And uh, he's off to find out more about who Sora is because he has no idea but he's also off to kill the organization because they did him wrong they did Shion wrong so he's going to get his revenge but then Riku swipes in because he somehow escaped the door the realm of darkness because Diz who is a he escapes the realm of darkness okay he just does and he kidnaps Roxas because he knows that Roxas needs to rejoin Sora's body to wake up Sora which is the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes. We're, on, we're, Wait, only, on, we're only on the second game. No. Yeah, we reached game so, number two. I have to ask, can you actually play just one, two, and three and get the... No. Get, like, understand? No. No, oh no, 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 no. Oh I played one and then two, and, like, look, Kingdom Hearts 1 ends with Sora, Donald, and Goofy go off on another adventure to find Riku and Mickey. Kingdom Hearts 2 begins. You play a character named Roxas. He's having fun on his summer vacation. And you spend two hours raising money doing odd jobs so you can go to the beach. And then you find out you've been living in a simulation this whole time. So you could join this guy named Sora, who you've never heard of before, but you have because you played the first game. And there's a whole rigmarole, and then you join Sora's body. Uh. Oh, who's asleep? <laughs> Even though he, yeah, was, yeah. he just ended Kingdom Hearts 1, starting a new adventure. <sighs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> you with me so far? <laughs> I'm trying here. Trust okay. me, we're trying to. <laughs> we really are. Um, so, Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, Sora gets some new threads. They look really cool. They do. Um, yeah, they, they look sick. He looks pretty and, cool. And. Uh, Oh, the main thing of Kingdom Hearts 2 is they're basically off to kill the other half of Organization 13, um, which is being led by a guy named Xemnas. And let's just get into this now, okay? So, Xemnas is a nobody. Ansem is a heartless. And they come from the same being named Xehanort who is explained in birth by sleep, not even in any of the games previous. We'll get there. Yeah, essentially, they're fighting Ansem again, but in a different version of Ansem. (laughs) So, roll with that. Um, Xemnas' whole thing is, I'm going to create, I'm going to make Sora kill a bunch of Heartless so he frees their hearts that they shouldn't have, but whatever. And use and harvest those hearts to create Kingdom Hearts, which is just this all central power of everything, and use that power to give me and all my nobody friends hearts so we can become whole people again. It sounds so vague. Mm-hmm. The power of everything. I, yeah, it, it's the heart of all worlds, is I think how it's described. Yeah, it's like the source of all light and hearts or something like that. Yeah, and, and it should be noted, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Ansem's goal was to also get Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so it's so the organization like, just wants to be people again. Yeah, they just want to be people. They just want to feel yeah, again. Pretty That's much. so sad that you're, like, beating the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it's okay. The only cool organization member is like Axel. That's kind of it. Uh, but yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, you, you eventually fight like a thousand Heartless in a battlefield, which was like really cool actually from a gameplay perspective. Like it was just fun. Uh, and then you get the lore drop about like who Xemnas is and you know, you learn that he's from a guy named Xehanort and like who's Xehanort? I don't know. We're not going to explain it yet. Um, <laughs> of course. And, and he, Axel sacrifices himself and he dies. Uh, to help Sora and Donald and Goofy get to the final dungeon, basically. And that's important for future reasons. Um, They get to the final dungeon. Sora wastes, like, the rest of the organization members. He meets Riku, who looks like Ansem, because he let the darkness control his heart again, but he's trying hard, guys. Uh, And then through some shitty deus ex machina, he looks like Riku again, and it's all fine. And then Sora and Riku pull a Sasuke and Naruto and defeat Xemnas together. Huh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the game ends with with Sora, Kairi, and Riku back on their home world, and they get a message in a bottle with Mickey Mouse's seal, like, you know, the, the, the ears and the head. And uh, they open the letter, cut to credits. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not all, is it? No. no. Oh, no. We're like halfway <laughs> there. You Jeez. understand maybe like 40%. <laughs> you say I understand, but I it, don't. Yeah, if you understand everything so far. <laughs> Mike, do you want to take Coded? Uh, That's the one I didn't play. Um, the next one I know is <laughs> Birth by Sleep. All right. Uh, I'll, Coded, I'll, wait, Coded? Re-coded, is that the one where they're, yeah, where they're trying to restore Sora's memories again, right? Well, kind of. So Jiminy Cricket. Oh, yeah. Jiminy Cricket follows Sora, like, everywhere. He He's the <laughs> he's the reason that, like, oh there's God. a journal. Like, he writes in the journal and, like, it keeps tabs on everything. Um, in Kingdom Hearts 2, he wakes up and he finds that his journal is, like, empty and it only says, like, thank Namine. And then when Recoded happens, he looks at his journal again and it only says thank Namine and then a new line that he didn't write that was like, their hurting will end if you go back and, I don't know, just go go help these people that are hurting. And so I, I'm going to say these things with a straight face because it's true. They turn his physical paper notebook into data and use a data version of Sora that somehow lives in a paper notebook to go through all of their memories of the Kingdom Hearts worlds and the journals again just so they can learn the names of the three people who are hurting which are the three main characters of Birth by Sleep. Oh my god. Mike? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then we reach Birth by Sleep. It takes place about ten years before Kingdom Hearts 1 and it follows three... Um, young people who are be trying to become what are called Keyblade Masters, which are like badass wielders of Keyblades, basically. They're, je- they're Jedi Lords. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, th- at-, at this point, it's literally Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we're introduced to the main villain, Xehanort, who wants to start what's called a Keyblade War that will once again reveal Kingdom Hearts so he can absorb it and kind of become the ultimate badass. 
And so Birth by Sleep follows Aqua, Terrace, Terra, and Ventus. Um, you know, and all their adventures and, you know, it leads up to uh, them fighting Xehanort, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And this this game, like Birth by Sleep is actually a good game. and it, I think it's the best one so far. I haven't played three yet, but it was my favorite so far. Uh, yeah, it because it tells three really good stories it's just like there's a lot going on yeah. and I find it easiest to compartmentalize by like this is Ventus's story this is Aqua's story this is Terra's story yeah yeah so um, yeah. and you find out that the three of them were manipulated by Xehanort mm. um, who's also he's because he's becoming really old now he's also looking for a new body to be able to take over so he could be young again ooh that's spooky. And so throughout the story, um, you find out he takes over, was it Ventus or Terra? He takes over Terra. He takes over Terra. You find out he was using Ventus to create what's called the Keyblade. <laughs> okay. So Greek letter key, some pronounce yeah. it Kai. I pronounce it Kai, but C-H-I, which is like, it's an X where one of the lines is straight and the other one's like curvy. But yeah, aren't the blades in the shape of keys? They are, and the yes, the, the ultimate keyblade, the Kai blade, is shaped like five keys glued together oh my into God, a sword. So stupid! It looks really <laughs> dumb. And <laughs> my my favorite thing is I've read an interview, and the only reason Nomura stand Tetsuya Nomura, creator of this this wonderful lore, the only reason he stands by Keyblade is that it's a three layer pun, and that it's key like energy key like in Japanese, it's key because it's a Greek letter, and key as in like the thing you use to unlock doors, Keyblade. Mm. And I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> Just stop. I don't think he planned that originally. I don't know. I don't know. It, um, yeah. But yeah. So the three young ones battle Xehanort. Um, and Xehanort does create, recreate the Keyblade. But uh, Ventus destroys it and ends up in a coma. Terra ends up possessed by Xehanort but loses all his memories and washes up on another world. And Aqua falls into the darkness trying to save Ventus. Or trying to save Terra. Terra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And another thing about Ventus's story, Ventus is an idiot, by the way. <laughs> so four years before Birth by Sleep, so 14 years before Kingdom Hearts, he was working under Xehanort, the bad guy. And Xehanort was like, hey, I'm going to suck all the darkness out of you and use it to create another boy so yeah so ventus is now a being of pure light and there's his opposite side of the coin named vanitas who looks like goth sora like sora with black hair basically yeah oh oh and that's all it is that's all it is ventus is a spitting image of roxas and you're supposed to just accept that until they explain it at the end of the game when ventus kills Vanitas, he fractures his heart, he needs to go in a coma while his heart recuperates, so his heart leaves his body and goes inside Sora, who's like a four-year-old at this point, because that makes sense. And <laughs> be- <laughs> So that's why Roxas looks like Ventus, because Ventus has been in Sora's heart the whole time, so his nobody's like, cool, I'm just gonna, lo- I'm gonna look like that. Even... <sighs> 
even though some nobodies look exactly like their somebody forms and other nobodies look completely di- it's <sighs> I hate this Robert I think we're confusing ourselves now <laughs> I, hate, I hate this well right. oh my gosh I certainly don't know what's going on same <laughs> Alright, so basically, Ventus is taking a nap inside Sora's heart, Aqua is lost to the darkness, and Terra goes on to be Xehanort, the Xehanort that ha- that split himself into Ansem and Xemnas, who was vanquished in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, respectively. Oh my god, we're almost caught up. Actually, yeah. I was, I was just okay. trying to think in my head, like, how much more do we have left? Okay. Um, so, another important lore fact. Whenever you kill someone's heartless and someone's nobody, for some reason, there's somebody becomes whole again and they're revived. That's just the way the world crumbles, I guess. Okay. And re-enter Axel. Right. His name is now Lee. Actually, like all the organization members come back to life as what they were before. And like most of them were actually working with this, this scientist who was trying to learn the real ways of the heart. And that scientist's name was Ansem, but not the evil Ansem because Zehanort works under him. Look, look, most of the organization members are good now. <laughs> there are a few of them that are still bad eggs because they're like, oh, I like the darkness. I'm going to go back. So, you know, there are a few bad ones. Most of them are good, but... Nonetheless, organizations in shambles. But Axel, aka Lee, who looks exactly like Axel, the the got it memorized guy, he is now good. Um, and you see that in Dream Drop Distance. Mike, do you know much about Dream Drop Distance? Yeah. Um, in order to fight back Zayonort, who Mike? has returned. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. In order to fight back Zayonort, who has returned. Sora and Riku need to become Keyblade Masters, which is what Aqua, Terra, and Ventus were trying to become. Mm. And so, in order to become Masters, they have to take a test. And they evidently, they dive into, like, a different world. Only Sora gets lost and Riku ends up inside Sora's dreams. And then... Yeah, that's what that game is about. And that's when you find out that, you know, all the nobodies are becoming somebodies. Yeah, and um, <sighs> let's see. So, <laughs> so part of it, too, is that Sora gets kidnapped by the organization or like by Xehanort, right? And this is where shit, like, if you thought shit was fucky now. Dream Drop no, Distance no. Is, no, is notorious for being the game that broke some people. It was like, nope, this is too much. <laughs> so let's, let's yeah, get this straight. Much. Old man Xehanort is back. As in, before he took Terra's body. Even though it was Terra's body that he used to split into a, no, a nobody and a heartless. For some reason, that respawned <laughs> old man Xehanort. So that kind of means we don't know where Terra is now. Which is fine whatever uh and and then instead of old man xehanort like doing a lot of the work in dream drop distance you see a young version of xehanort because ansem time traveled to different points in time to gather 11 versions of xehanort together to become the new organization 13 Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 
it's really okay. dumb. Yeah. Yeah, there's time travel now, right? Sure. Um, and they wanted the 13th member to be Sora. You'll learn this verb called norded, which is the act of Xehanort possessing someone. So Sora almost gets norded, but he doesn't because Lee, a.k.a. Axel, saves him along with like Riku and Mickey and all them. So Sora's safe, but now he's back to level one because he almost got norded, which is why in Kingdom Hearts 3 he has to level back up to, you know, 99 again to become another Keyblade Master. Yes. Yeah. Mm, it, clever. Yeah, they give you a lore reason to start from the beginning. Um, and and so oh, and Riku becomes a Keyblade Master now because he saved Sora. He passes the exam. And that brings us now to 2.8, which is actually a mostly useless game in my opinion <laughs> pretty much especially because it's called 2.8 like <laughs> can you not um but essentially we get to see aqua's side of the story she's been stuck in the darkness for forever but time feels weird in the darkness so she thinks she's only there for like i don't know but she's actually there for like years um and she learns that like oh uh, she she gets lonely she's like oh no is anyone gonna save me i don't know but like riku and mickey are trying to save her so whatever um I think that's pretty much all we learn. Yeah, that's where that's where Dream Drop Distance ends. Uh, Riku and Mickey, now Keyblade Masters, go to find Aqua. Yeah, because what's going to happen is Xehanort's thirteen darknesses are going to fight seven warriors of light. So they need to gather the seven warriors of light. Right, and when they all clash, it's supposed to create the Keyblade and start a new. Or the, the Keyblade is in the the Kai blade. Yes. I hate, I hate this lore so much. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So you hate it, but you love the game. Well, I'm totally. not going to say that I stayed up till four in the morning playing it on lunch day, <laughs> but I stayed up until five in the morning playing it on lunch day. Oh my God. <laughs> cause, cause that's the weird thing with kingdom hearts, right? It has this convoluted lore, which, by the way, you need to consume that lore before you play Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, you could get away with it in Kingdom Hearts 2 because it's still like, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, there's not that much going on. I'll have fun with it. But Kingdom Hearts 3 is like, I'm not going to spoil anything. I've played a lot of it so far. I'm not going to spoil anything. But it's just like balls to the walls. Like, it just starts off like, yep, we're picking up right after. <laughs> right after 2.8. Like, no breaks. No easing you in. It's just hardcore. Oh, so and, uh, Lee and Kyrie can wield key- keyblades now. Oh yeah, that's right, and they're off training. Yeah. So if I just picked up the game right now, would it be worth it? It's Me, fun as somebody who. Okay, so the gameplay is really good. Very good. It's the best in any Kingdom Hearts game. I'm gonna say that it's so good. You're going to enjoy the gameplay, but you are going to be confused as shit. And yeah. I think I've seen all the movies that that's uh, in the game. I love Big Hero 6. Mm. I love Frozen. Don't judge me. No, yeah, Frozen's I love Frozen awesome. too. Man. Yeah, Frozen's great. <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, it has that certain reputation about it. Just got to let it go, man. Yeah, man. Just <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Can't yes. hold back anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story is pretty cool, I guess. Same. 
Monsters so, Inc. I love that shit. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is pretty yeah. cool. So like so far, I've gone through two Disney, well, Disney slash Pixar worlds, and I'm on my third one now. And what I hate is that Kingdom Hearts three changed the formula. Where now like they kind of actually matter, like in a in an overall lore perspective, like they're there for lore reasons. And I'm like Tetsuya Nomura, you piece of, like come on. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. In in the past 30 minutes, we were explaining all of these Kingdom Hearts games. Disney Worlds were in every one of them. We didn't mention any of them because they're not. They weren't relevant. Yeah, you don't need them. But now it's like, yeah, there's a story reason to be in each one of them. And it's like, oh, come on. It's exhausting. And perhaps my favorite my favorite thing, though, about all of that is like, you know, there's no secret toy stories in the in the world. And. I don't know this is Tetsuya Nomura being like self-aware but there are just like moments where Buzz and Woody are just like I don't know Sora that's just, like this whole thing you're talking about with light and darkness that just seems far-fetched it seems <laughs> like can't be real and I'm just like yeah it can't but it fucking is and we only told you about half the lore there's like all kinds of complicated shit about by the way yeah. It's Tom Hanks voicing Woody in this game. So in some lines, I think it is, but I think he flubs up a few. So I kind of want to say no, but I can't confirm. Yeah, I can't. I can't say. It is buck wild though hearing someone who sounds like Woody say like, "Hi, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. We have to fight the darkness." <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun with the game though. I really am. It I'm glad I absorbed as much useless lore as I have. So I understand everything. Yeah, man. see, I know what's going on. I just have a very difficult time explaining it because it is so crazy. Yeah. See, my thing is if I know these Disney stories, then as an outsider, I might actually enjoy it a little bit, even if I have no clue what everything else is about. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. half and half. Um, like, historically, like, going through Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, especially in 2, um, they change the stories around a little bit, where it's not exactly, you know, like what you remember from the Disney movies. Um, Toy Story is completely unique in this game. Like, they're, like it doesn't retell any of the stories of the movies so mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of more like your your love of the universes rather than necessarily like oh I want to see that story again I'm looking at the voice actors right now <laughs> and it looks like they got everybody that would usually do the voices I mean obviously not um Oh crap! They got they got the actor for Gibbs, I think, to do Gibbs in the game as well from Pirates oh. of the Caribbean. Oh shit! Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, so Here, Woody is question. not voiced by Tom Hanks. It's voiced yeah. by Jim Hanks, Tom Hanks's younger brother. Interesting. Is um is Danny DeVito on that list at all? <laughs> 
Um, unfortunately, no. <laughs> okay, because Hercules but, is in the game. Okay, but I think this list did omit some things. Let's okay. see if I can... Because when I played through Hercules' world, there was, like, a line where clearly Phil is supposed to say something, and he just doesn't. I'm just like, did they just not get Danny DeVito to say one line? <laughs> so Hercules didn't say a damn thing? No, no. Uh, Danny DeVito voices Phil, the little, uh, oh. the little imp that trains okay, the because little, I, I yeah, haven't, little demon dude. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen uh, Hercules, so. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while for me. Huh. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. Almost? No? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's enough. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If you're serious, like, here's the thing. With Kingdom Hearts 3, if you're getting caught up in the hype and you've never played a Kingdom Hearts game and you're seriously thinking, like, I want to try this out, don't even try the story. Just play like because the gameplay is really fun. It is easily the thing that got me interested in the franchise in the first place. And now yeah. I'm going back and understanding the story. If Kingdom Hearts does one thing good, it's the gameplay. Um, 100%. You know, uh, I my brother, he hates the story, but he plays Kingdom Hearts games entirely because the gameplay is that good. Yeah, mm. I, I'm sitting in the same boat. Like I, ha- I hate the story. The story is really, it could have been simple, and they just went like balls to the wall. Like, oh yeah, there's like nine different Soras. That's the thing. <laughs> um, and I've taken it upon myself to take notes every time. Like, just either something stupid happens in the story, or like there's just a nitpicky plot hole. And I was just looking through it. And there's one I want to share. It is no spoilers. Okay, but like. There are phones in the game now. They've created phones because that didn't exist, you know, 15 years ago when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. Yeah, it's been that long. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so Sora is trying to call Ienzo, who is one of the Organization 13 members, but like a good boy now. So he's a scientist and he's trying to like crack whatever whatever and Sora's like oh cool I have some information for him I'm gonna call him so he, he bip, bip, bips on the phone and it's ringing and then Miku, Mick, Mickey and Riku pick up the phone and then they have a conversation and then Sora's like oh wait I tried to call Yenzo how did you guys pick up and they said oh we're we're visiting him we're around and then when they hang up, they're not even in the building with Ienzo. They just picked up their own phone. <laughs> uh, that, so- that somehow intercepted the call to Ienzo. <laughs> and I don't know if that means the phone only calls worlds and whoever picks up the phone first in the world gets it. <laughs> or if Mickey has like a bug planted. But... They- <laughs> It's just, they make it sound like at first, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's in the same room. Ienzo is too busy oh, to pick up the phone. Damn. So, like, you know, I picked up the phone for him. Hey, what's up? But then it's really just like, I just picked up a phone, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> okay. I think that should wrap us up here. I think we went a lot later than uh, I expected, at least. 
Yeah. But we this... did tackle a big thing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's Kingdom Hearts lore for you guys. We didn't even dive into <sighs> the hundred oh, years ago. <laughs> the key the keyblade <sighs> The Keyblade War. Alright, in, in one sentence. There's a there's a guy who can see the future and he manipulates his five apprentices to go to war to fulfill that future that he saw, and that's the Keyblade War that destroyed the original Kai Blade. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, cool. that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, uh, one. Okay, one thing I do want to say, just because this illustrates how stupid everything is. After the war, there are five. Like the five factions remain. But the master of masters decides, hey, like, let's have these five new people lead the factions. Um, one of those five people is the somebody of a nobody that you kill and is still a nobody even in Kingdom Hearts 3 again. But he's supposed to be 100 years old, but he isn't. <laughs> and the other one, one of the other five, is literally Ventus from Birth by Sleep, which is at 100 years later. But he's he's the youngest between him, Terra, and Aqua. But but he was alive a century ago. I look, I hate this. I don't know. <laughs> and I, they yeah, still, I, I think we should just call it. I think we should just call yeah. it. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Play Kingdom Hearts three for the fun of it. It's fun. Don't don't even think about the story. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Just um know the gameplay's good. So yeah. play it for the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, in terms of regularity for the show, we're still kind of setting up uh, when we're going to be publishing, but expect it at least on a semi-regular basis, at least two a month. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully have rotating guests from uh, the rest of the Game Lester site to kind of fill a fourth chair here to join us on these wacky shenanigans that hopefully have a lot less to do with Kingdom Hearts Deep Lore. Yes, please. Please. No more. <laughs> please, no more. <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, this has been Project Rusty. Still not sure how I'm, how I'm feeling. I'm feeling out the name. You're a little rusty like, on it. Yeah, yeah, a little rusty yeah, on it. we're a little rusty. This has been Project Rusty. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.